0: Hello, my name is Isabel Simon and my teacher's name is Mrs. Simon. I've been in the teaching business for over 40 years. Currently I am at New Generation International Schools in Cairo, and my position is that I'm the school consultant advisor, and I have a passion towards young children because young children are the foundation. We're building character, we're building minds, we're building their personality, their self-confidence, high self-esteem, everything which is a life skill which will last with them forever. I was very lucky, honestly speaking, Ramas, because I had many favorite teachers. If I recall uh, over maybe half a century, I had the lovely kindergarten teacher. Her name was Miss Agavni. In Armenian, Agavni means pigeon. She was a short, chubby teacher with snow white hair, and she had a bun at the end. And no matter what we did, she was always happy. I don't remember what she taught us, but what I remember that I felt comfortable inside the classroom. And I still remember how comfortable we were together because she had that serene and calm nature. I never recall that she shouted or yelled or reprimanded or punished us. Why? Because she was very alert to our social and emotional needs. She was an old teacher, but she was very much into developing our personality, giving us the safe environment where learning takes place. So, I'm a lucky person.
1: Hello teachers from around the world and welcome to the Legendary Educator podcast, where we discuss everything related to education. I'm your host, Mr. Ramez, and this is episode two, an overview of a successful teacher. What is the value of experience? Experience isn't just knowing, it's knowing because you've made the mistakes, taken the wrong turns, chosen the wrong choices, and came out learning valuable lessons. Successful teachers are usually the ones who push through their weaknesses and persevere in order to learn what to do and what not to do, thus becoming more confident and competent in their classroom. Likewise, teachers who unfortunately fail usually don't give themselves the opportunity to learn. They quickly run out of patience and run out of stamina. A teacher will never enter the classroom the first time knowing what to do, or the second time, or even the third time. Teaching is a journey of learning, whether reading, continuing studies, professional development workshops, peer visits, asking questions and having conversations with more experienced teachers, or listening to this podcast and others like it. A teacher should continuously strive to master their craft because it is not an easy craft to master. On today's podcast, I speak to Mrs. Simon, a career educator and a lifelong learner who shares her experience and the lessons she has learned throughout her journey. She summarizes successful teaching practices in very valuable lessons and sends a strong message to teachers and even parents about how to effectively deal with children. I'm thrilled to have her as my very first guest. Mrs. Simon, welcome. I wanted to interrupt this awesome interview to personally thank you for checking out Legendary Educator. I hope you're enjoying this episode and finding benefit in it to take back to your classroom. You know, creating a podcast and producing weekly episodes is actually pretty demanding. It takes time, energy, and yes, even some cost. But fear not, there is a way to support the podcast. Actually, two ways. The first thing you can do is go check out legendaryeducator.com where I've compiled a whole list of products and services that are useful to teachers. You never know, you may find something that's just right for you, like discount school supply for your school supplies, lesson planet for prepared lesson plans, or better help for online therapy. Using the links on my website won't cost you anything. You may actually end up saving, but it will give me a little kickback to help support the channel. And if you don't find anything you like, you can just make a small donation by going to legendaryeducatorcom donate. You can donate as little as a dollar. A buck a show. Sounds like a good deal. Again, thanks for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode.
0: I always loved education. And I always loved to teach children. You're building the foundation. You're building the basic skills. You're building and you're writing on a blank piece of paper where everything remains there and they will remember you forever because you have that either positive or negative impact. Mm-hmm. And What skill did you teach them? Even the tiniest skill, tucking their chair, uh, getting out their lunchbox, eating independently, washing their hands, brushing their teeth. All these skills are life skills that will remain with them and they will remember you
1: forever. Why did you become a teacher in the first place?
0: Ever since I was a mom, I had this passion. I would volunteer. We would go to Montebello Public Library in Los Angeles. And I I would take Nairi with me. And uh, she would get like 20, 25 books. She was a little bookworm when she was young. And she would read and I would read to her and I would discuss with her. And I felt that I always ask her those why questions to bring her to higher order of thinking to make sure that she not only understands, no, she needs to understand and she needs to analyze and she needs to add her point of view to the question like, you like the ending? And she was a little author as well. They had a project to write a book. So she made the cover. She wrote, it was about a camel and it was in the desert. And that was inspiring me. When Steve was born, we would also go to the public library and I would read to him every night. And once I found that he held a book, he was only a year old and he, he, of course, he didn't know how to read, Mm -hmm. but he memorized the whole book and he was pointing to the words one by one. And and it was my first birthday. I remember that book, my first Mm -hmm. birthday. And he kept saying the words by words. And I would bring all their friends inside my house and we would play games. And uh, I was always a teacher with them, Hmm. guiding them, uh, disciplining them. But you became a
1: teacher after you became a mom. Like this wasn't your your first career choice after after university.
0: I became a teacher when uh, we came back to Cairo. And I started uh, looking for, because my kids started going to school and I felt I had a need to Mm. do something. Mm -hmm. And that was my passion where I started teaching little, very young preschoolers. And up till now, Ramaz, as I said, once you have that bond with your students, Mm -hmm. they always remember you. They invite you to their weddings. They ask you to come to their birthdays. They they are my friends on Facebook and Mm -hmm. Instagram page. And we always communicate. And I have a lot of good memories with them. Teaching is not a job for me, Ramas. Teaching is a vocation. It's something that you either want to do it mm-hmm. with all your heart. You will bear with those little young minds, whether they cry for their mommies or whether they're unhappy, whether someone fought with them, whether they want to go home and they don't want to stay at school. You have to bear. You have to be patient. You have to understand their emotional development what are their needs and how can you make them comfortable inside that new environment the strange place where they've never been there with the strange person I was a strange person to them they don't know me but at the same time you could reach them you build that trust so that they listen to you positively I was a always calm teacher I never believe in shouting or uh, time out or sit down in the corner. None of those Mm. things work because they feel like uh, guilty, like I'm not good. I Mm. am not uh, a good student or I'm not a good person. And that's something terrible to do to a child to give them the feeling that they're not uh, loved Mm. or they're not capable of doing. What I used to do is I, I used sometimes to ignore Sometimes to keep them busy. Once kids are busy, finish. There's no room for misbehaving. Everybody has a task to do. And once you do it, finish. They are on task. They are enjoying. They're learning through play. And Mm. that's the key.
1: If you were speaking to a teacher going into the classroom for the very first time, what advice would you give them?
0: I would tell them, set your tone from day one. Kids are very smart. They know how to test you. They know who to listen to, and they know who will be driving them off the wall.
1: At any age, too, like not even like only high school students, even the elementary, even the very young students. Kindergarteners are
0: very smart. Exactly. Sometimes you underestimate their intelligence. Mm -hmm. They know. They know when this teacher comes in, I have to be ready. And they know when this teacher comes in, I'm going to run around, Mm -hmm. go under the table, over Mm -hmm. the table, fight with my friends, uh, don't listen to her. But that's not what a teacher should do.
1: I mean, what is the difference between the teacher who is, I'm going to use the word respected in the classroom, and a teacher who's not really respected where the kids, you know, go under the table and over the chairs and things like that. What is the difference in those two people?
0: believe that they are kids they're playing and it's okay to do whatever they're doing they don't realize the importance of discipline and routine and Mm -hmm. procedure Mm -hmm. these are the two keywords routine by saying routine i mean i come in the class you're standing behind yours and this must be taught it's not only teaching math and science and Mm. uh, geography and history no teaching classroom routine and the procedure. How am I doing this? When I say line up, kids will run around. But when I say, tuck your chair under your table, go next to the door quietly, stand behind your friend in one straight line and wait for the door holder to open the door. See how many steps I said to make it clear to the students What are my expectations? Mm -hmm. That's very important. You have clearly to mention, what are you expecting to do? When I give them a piece of paper, for example, to draw shapes, I have to say clearly. Now, we're going first thing to write my name on the right-hand side or the left-hand side. I'm going to write the date. I expect you to draw the shapes one by one start with your favorite shape then color it and make sure once you are done to raise your hand so that i come and pick it up i am giving them clearly and you will find that some students will not get all those instruction at one time Mm -hmm. they need one instruction at a time they need to know what is the teacher saying what are her expectations and then they will follow. And she has to be consistent. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Consistency.
1: And, yeah, this is relevant for any age level. This isn't of only course. for the younger kids. This is even for the older kids. Don't go into the classroom expecting that they know everything or know what to do automatically.
0: And you have to be consistent and well-prepared, dramas As a teacher... I must have my plan A and my plan B. Mm -hmm. I can't go in and say plan A will work perfectly. No, it doesn't. Sometimes A and B don't work and you have to come up with plan C Mm -hmm. because maybe the students are bored. Maybe they came with a rough day. Maybe they have been listening to a lot of people talking, 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 and they're fed up and they have to have their own time Mm -hmm. where they do their own things. Always have the plans, different plans. And according to the needs, it's not always the book. It's not always the curriculum. It's not always the subject. It's the child. Look at the child or the student as a whole. Mm -hmm. I'm not only there to teach them. I have to differentiate. I have to know their emotional needs. I have to know their background. It's like differentiating the lesson. You have the average, below average, above average students. But at the end, you don't teach them all the same. Mm-hmm. You teach the same topic, mm-hmm. but you differentiate.
1: And so a teacher has to be creative and has very, to be flexible in the classroom, right? If something isn't working. Very, very then, much, very right.
0: flexible. And what works for you does not work for somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, even with discipline, not everybody has the same way of being disciplined. Some, you need to be firm with them. Some, you need to talk to them. Some, you have to convince them. So they're all different individuals, different creatures who need to build the trust. Once you build the trust and you let them feel you're in charge, but I listen to you. I care about your feelings and I love you. I want what's best for you.
1: Let's focus on this. Let's focus on the trust because that is very much a key a key element in the relationship between a teacher and a student, right? How does a teacher build that trust with a student? Very simple. Trust
0: that I want what's best for you. My interest is not to torture you or uh, reprimand you constantly, no. And you have to communicate that. I don't know if you read the book of Stephen Covey about the speed of trust. Every teacher should read that book. The speed of trust. It has beautiful examples. And trust will not be built in a day or two. You need days to make sure the student understands. Even if you reprimand them, mm-hmm. you need to go and talk to them and tell them, why did I do this? Why did I have to give you this consequence?
1: Well, the consequence has to make sense.
0: It has to be making sense, not only making sense from it, mm. And according to the action, mm-hmm. it's not like uh, one size fits all. No, every action has a reaction and you don't want to go head to head with the student and start arguing with them and telling no, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. No, mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way.
1: So if you've managed to reach this far, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're enjoying this episode. And what better way to show me that you're enjoying the podcast than by doing something to support it financially? It's just the right thing to do. You can go to legendaryeducator.com slash resources to find links to products and services. Using the links aren't going to cost you anything, but I'll get a small kickback for every purchase you made. And if you don't find anything there, you can go to legendaryeducator.com slash donate and donate as little as one dollar.
0: You have to build the trust, not only with the students, with the families as well, because families have to trust you as a teacher that you want the well-being of your child. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. It's been said before that, you know, some teachers are only there for the paycheck. It is very obvious to the students and to the parents, a teacher who's in there for the paycheck or a teacher who's in there because they actually want to be in there.
0: Yeah. And that's what I asked during my interviews with the teachers. I say, are you here? Because you love teaching, you love children, you're a patient person, or you want to earn money. You want to earn money? You can go anywhere else. But dealing with children, I'm dealing with very important piece of their body. I'm building their minds i'm dealing with their heads i'm giving them the confidence that you're capable you can do it i know you it. can these are the words which will inspire them to do their best because you believe in them mm-hmm. believing in them this is the key for a good teacher and setting the tone being consistent Loving them. Honestly, not loving. I love you. No, Mm-mm. I can say I love you, but I don't show that I love mm-hmm. you, but mm-hmm. I care for you. Mm-hmm. It's action, which speak louder than
1: words. If you remember me, I was a very tough teacher, right? I was a very strict, very And they tough. loved
0: you, Ramas. And they remember They you.
1: knew that it was a character I'm playing, right? It was the classroom teacher who was very firm, very tough. But they they saw inside of me, and they saw that no, this is a character I'm playing, but I do actually care for you.
0: They children are very clever, and God yes. gave them that sense. They feel who loves them honestly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's a, like a tool to protect themselves.
1: Yeah, and you can't. And they it. know who <laughs> you cannot fake feel- it. Yep.
0: Yes. Mm. They come near you with their messy hands mm-hmm. with the crayons with their runny nose with the sauce while they're with, eating their with lunch. their
1: relationship problems them. remember, remember yeah. I was a high school I was a high school teacher so so their messy hands is is their it's paint, me- probably. <laughs> no, no it's their messy life choices
0: <laughs> so. Every stage has its ups and downs but at the end of the day they're all having special needs and special emotional development that you should respect and respect is a mutual feeling yes yes i can't show that i humiliate you and i uh, talk to you in a bad language or use foul words and like and you, you to yeah, respect yeah. me exactly i can't humiliate you no, earned.
1: respect is always earned it is not something that's automatic
0: you're absolutely mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that's what i always say Show respect, mm-hmm. and you will earn that respect, right, because it's a mutual feeling. I respect you, you respect me.
1: You have been in almost all of the administrative positions, from a teacher to you know, a head, a, a supervisor, a principal, a school principal, a director, and up and up and up and up. So you experienced a lot of teachers in your career. What are some of the traits of a successful teacher?
0: A successful teacher is always loving. She's always well prepared. She knows her subject well. Hmm. She is well,
1: for. She or
0: he. <laughs> he or she. She or he. <laughs> yeah. he. he. Whoever. You know, yeah. uh, we have more bay, she yeah. teachers than uh, he teachers. Hmm. She's always ready. She knows her subject in depth. And if she makes mistakes, she apologizes. She has to have charisma. She has to be able to deliver her subject to all types of learners. It's not one type and that's it. Mm -hmm. She has to put all sorts of engaging activities. Her objective is clear. The skill is clear. She has videos. She has hands-on activities. She has discussion inside the classroom. She has all sorts of things. Most importantly, she has to set the tone, as I said previously, from day one and she is a lifelong learner. When I used to teach students 40 years ago, I can't teach the same style now. Mm-hmm. I've been taking a lot of PDs and I've been updating my information and reading a lot because I want to be a proficient educator. Mm-hmm. And to be that, you need to be a lifelong learner. You can't stop at a face and say, I am know-it-all. Nobody knows it all. The one who says, I know it all, knows nothing actually. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you need to learn a lot. You need to read a lot. And you need to know your students well and their background as well to be able to help them. I don't blame a child if he's angry. I don't blame a child if he's aggressive. Aggressive kids are being beaten and they're abused at home. Mm. Home children are the children that their parents understand their needs and talk to them They're not busy parents running around. I know work is important, but my child is important to me. He's my first business.
1: Mm.
0: I'm raising a person who will be a competent citizen in society once he grows up. So in order to do that, what do I need to do? I need to talk. I need to communicate so that I communicate with them. And we all do mistakes. I always say mistakes are proof you're trying don't be angry with your child and don't look after grades oh my goodness that drives me crazy and great and great and, and so, grade, so this is a message
1: for the parents now we're talking to the yes parents.
0: it is teachers and parents are working hand in hand mm-hmm. they should walk parallel Ramas. it's not like the teacher does something and at home i do something else of i'm course. confusing the students Yes, yes what do i want do I want to be respectful and honest and say the truth, even mm-hmm. if I make a mistake or I'm scared that I'm coward because somebody is scaring me and I, I have to be a perfect child mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to do everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect child and there is nothing which can be done perfectly. Mm-hmm. You can do perfect as much as you try. However, you will make mistakes mm-hmm. and it's okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So what?
1: Likewise, uh, there is no such thing as a a perfect teacher, right? Every teacher has their strengths. Every teacher has their their qualities. And their weaknesses, of course, right? So there's no such thing as a perfect teacher. So if a teacher's goal is to be the perfect teacher, they're going to stress themselves out.
0: There is no such thing as perfect teacher. Teachers always make mistakes. And they know how to reflect every day. Mm. And they see what happened that made me fail today in this area. What do I have to do next time to be better? Reflection is a key part in your daily life as Mm. a teacher. Reflecting the beginning of the lesson, middle of the lesson, end of the lesson. And that's why we start the lesson by giving the objective. Middle, they start working. At the end, we wrap up the lesson. What did we learn today? And that's when the students start responding. With the reflection of this happened and then we learned this and so and so mm. teachers have to reflect daily through the day
1: mm. and
0: say, what did I do? What did I mess up in this area and how can I do better next time? Yes. And this is the key for studying and reading and asking. It's OK to ask questions. If I don't know the answer, I will go to someone who's more professional, mm-hmm. more experienced, yes, ask, go
1: ask, yes, ask questions. go peer
0: visit. This yes. is a very good strategy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Go inside the class of a experienced teacher who has been teaching for five years, 10 years, 20, 30, 40. See how does she run her session smoothly mm-hmm. and it all interrelates with each other and starts making sense. Mm-hmm. Kids are engaged. They are learning. They are discussing, they are participating, and they are happy. The atmosphere, it can be a noisy. It's not a perfect class. Everybody's sitting quiet. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're sitting quiet because they're scared.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But if it is uh, noisy, messy, it means they're working and learning is taking place. This is the most important thing. When I go in, I'm not observing the teacher. I'm seeing what are the kids learning? Mm -hmm. What are they doing? Mm. Are they having uh, cooperative learning? Are they working as a team?
1: Or are are they learning, learning at all, or, yeah. or, or just Or there nothing? With, you ask them. The you... Dies. Yeah, <laughs> he's in a la la exactly. land looking he's
0: upstairs. He's quiet,
1: but he's not learning. Exactly. We are actually running out of time. I um I do have one question for you. As much as you've seen successful teachers and you know legendary educators, you've also seen teachers who have failed. Why have they failed? Why would a teacher fail or give up and say, I can't do this anymore? You know, I'm going to go get another job or I'm going to leave or whatever. Like,
0: honestly speaking, Ramas, you know, those millennium teachers, the ones Mm. who were born later in uh, the 2000s, these, honestly speaking, I've seen a lot of them, they don't have patience Mm. and they don't have perseverance to continue. They quit very easily and they jump from what? They haven't started yet. I say, give yourself a chance. Mm. You're a good caliber. You can be a good teacher in the future. However, they don't listen. Say, no, I don't want to do it. I can't. They don't listen to me. Mm. I don't know how to handle them. Or they're very noisy. Or Mm. they are very spoiled. It's your mistake as a teacher. Have confidence that you will be able to succeed. And some of them, honestly, they persevered and they worked on their uh, classroom management skills because it's the number one skill if you can't manage your class no learning is taking place Mm -hmm. but if you do have strong classroom management you set the tone from day one you know what are your expectations you teach them routine and procedure then you will not have any problems in the future but those teachers who consider themselves failing They don't have the patience.
1: I appreciate your time. Um, I'm very happy that you were my first interview. I think this is a fantastic way to begin this podcast. A lot of value, uh, so much value in this first episode. (laughs) I thank you very much. I'm going to have you again, back again as a guest, because we have so much to talk about. I thank you very, very much for being my first guest.
0: You're welcome.
1: Wow, thank you Mrs. Simon for all these great lessons. I hope you took something away from all the value that was dropped in today's episode. You can watch the full interview with Mrs. Simon on my YouTube channel, Legendary Educator. You can follow me on Instagram at Legendary Educator or you can get in touch with me at legendaryeducator.com. Next week, we'll have another legendary episode with a different Legendary Educator. Class is dismissed.